now recording. The following podcast may have adult humor. Swear words. Innuendos of a adult nature. Making fun of me. That's a given. Everybody looks forward <laughs> to that. But just know that you have been warned. How we doing, Jesse? I'm feeling bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy. Arriba La Rosa and all that? That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's Halloween. I'm actually feeling really good. Yeah, we're recording this on Halloween, so happy Halloween if you yep. hear it today. Um, if you hear it tomorrow, well... Is it All Souls Day or All Saints Day on the 1st? I know one of them. Saints Day. Okay. And let's see, uh, as per usual, unless there's like a big event coming up, there's no... Uh, so we're going to hop right into the Knights of the Braille Library. The Knight of the Braille Library. Jesse, what do you have for us? Today, I have something that fits... We've been trying to do horror Halloween-type things, and today, to me, screams Halloween because it is my childhood. And for some reason, I like to watch a lot of the family movie-type things instead of, like, hardcore horror around Halloween. I watch that, too, but, I mean... I had to watch Halloween Town yesterday and stuff like that. So today I'm recommending, well, recommend the first book, but I'm recommending the whole series. Alvin Schwartz's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I have so many fond memories of these stories. And if you don't know, Alvin Schwartz was a folklorist who took a lot of the lo- the legends of like the hook man, things like that. And the, um, you think it's a dog under the bed, but it turns out to be a murderer, stuff like that. Someone's inside your house. The call's coming from inside the house. And he put them in a form that, like, children could read. Like, it's kind of messed up if you think about it now. But back then, that's what we did. And I used to get so scared because they used to have directions in the stories. Like, it would be, there's this one about a big toe. And the creature's walking uh, around, yeah. who has my toe, who has my toe. And then you yell, you've got it. I used to beg my mom and beg my grandma, please don't yell, you've got it. It would terrify me. Grandma wouldn't do it. Mom would. Oh, I would have done it as well. These are great. These are five stars. The movie's really good, too, that they made. Oh, I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, and I think it's on Netflix. Or used to Ah, be. I may have to check that out. The story, I've read the books as well. And for anybody who's interested, you can get the collection on Kindle for... 16 no 18 dollars yeah because we just and i just want to add real quick that they've this won't matter for richard and i because we're well it may matter for him because he's probably has seen it there was a big brouhaha when they changed the art they changed the art style to make it more cartoonish and less scary and there was a whole fundraiser and a whole blowback they've actually replaced the original art back in the books so everybody wasted all of their money in fundraising. To was the art that amazing? Like I'm sure you saw it. Did you? I see mean, it was pretty cool as a kid. Yeah. Um, they said they took it. They made it more cartoonish and funny, like in the newer reissues of the book, and people were pissed. I said I never saw like any of the reissues that I know of. Okay. Yeah. The one story I remember. Well, there's two things I remember out of them. Uh, off the top Herald? of my head was. 
No, um, oh, I believe God, it's yeah. in these books where the woman eats at, I want to say at like a Taco Bell or some kind of restaurant, and roaches um, oh, like I dig in, into her cheek. I, I'm not sure if it's in that book. There was one the where a woman gave birth to spiders or spiders. Spiders, yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. She had a spider was, bite. Yes, um, but there was actually a story... I can't remember if it was down here or not, where um, roaches got into a woman's Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So it's legit? Uh, on the internet. I mean, I don't know how true or That would probably kill is, me if but... that happened. I think I would just faint and be done with life. Yeah, that would be kind of uh, kind of creepy. But the other story I remember is a song that um, we used to sing. You know, don't ever laugh as it hurts. Yes. Because yep. you maybe the next to die I, I love that little song do you song. remember the song there wasn't a woman on skin and bones yes we actually learned that I don't remember it now but we actually learned that in music class for Halloween we had this older music teacher This she was probably in her 60s 70s she would play that and play the her song it was awesome did you ever hear the pumpkin song no I don't there's a very uh. now that I'm thinking about it real quick there's a very good folk version of the Hearst song by Harley Poe. Look it up. Oh, yeah, I know. Me and you oh, okay. uh, oh, like shared it back and forth last year, I think. Oh, okay. What is the pumpkin song? I do not um, know the pumpkin song. It's uh, five little pumpkins sitting on a gate. The first one oh, says, maybe I do oh, my, is getting late. The second one says, they are witches in the air. The third one says, but we don't care. The fourth one says, let's run and run and run. The fifth one says, I'm ready for some fun. Ooh, went the wind and out went the lights and the five little pumpkins rolled out of sight. Hey, that's the thing for me. Like, we say we watch horror all year. For some reason, Halloween has, like, a playful feeling to me. Like, I want to watch old school horror, like, from the 50s. And, like, I like songs yeah. like that. That's just what I what the feeling I get. Maybe it is my childhood, but that's just how I feel around this time of year. And of course, I'm I'm sure you've heard um, uh, witches brew like stirring and stirring and yeah. stirring my brew. Another Anyways. good one. Another good story is the one where the woman cooks the liver up for her husband, but she got it from a corpse. Yeah, that was in that book. You remember that? It's oh, kind of like do. the big toe. Oh, type of thing where like he's coming for the liver but they actually do the big toe in the movie oh i'm i may have to go check this out it's very good i, was, I really enjoyed it i was watching uh george a romero's night of the living dead as i did some exercising this morning i i love that movie, that movie still that... like it's still creepy like after all this time i've seen it i know it there's something just about just picturing those zombies the slow zombies are what scare me I think what scares me is like kid zombies. Oh yeah, because that's psychological too, as well. What scares you me know, is kids uh, singing fucking nursery rhymes. Yeah, um, but I, I absolutely love that movie, and this is not a spoiler because if you hadn't seen it, I mean, it's like yeah, sixteen so like years. so crushing too. Oh, but it's so psychological as well because he like, survives all night. Yes. He gets through all he night. He gets picked down by these asshole rednecks. Yeah, and, and, and there's his safety, and boom, yep. he's dead. You George know, Romero um, was definitely trying to 
put a message at the end of that movie. I think so. Um, movie's so good, though. It, it is. But uh, my book is uh, somewhat on the lighter side. It's not a horror book. Mm-hmm. But it is called The Jester by James Patterson. I, oh, I love... I read a James uh, Patterson you, book. You have or have not? I have not. It's a um, name I know, it, but I've never... Because I've heard people say he's a hack, so I've never read it. Read him. I think he's really good. He's one of my favorites. Um, okay. This one deals with... Um, oh, it's the Crusades. Um, oh. Back in the day. Now, and, that and sounds love, cool. It is You know, really, I think I really actually good. had this on audiobook, but never read it when I was a kid. Or teenager. What, Jester? Yes. Um, I can't remember how old it is. Um, I'm almost positive. I've read it. I've read it two or three times. Okay. I, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, because it it goes through in this. It tells the story of um them going after the. And I can't think of the weapon now. The lance, I think, is what lance it is. Lance of I think it's called, um, or something like that. The one that actually pierced. Yeah. Christ's sides. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's going after that and he's looking for it and <laughs> they they can't find it, you know, and that sounds really it, I would love that. It is. Yes, you would. Um, I think you'd really, really enjoy it and I definitely recommend it. The audio version is fantastic. Uh I like it so much, like I've said, I've read it like two or three times. Um Bard actually has it, but I have it on my wish list to mm. get from Audible eventually. Um, but I also reread this weekend Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, you finally read it because you said you wanted to read it after I read it. Yeah, um, I feel like I might and, read that every year. Uh, you could. Um, I, I, I don't could. Know. I always say that I don't reread. I don't. I have a habit of not rereading because there's so much I want to read. Um, I like rereading certain books because it's kind of like a comfort thing from time yeah. to time. I read The Grinch every year. But uh, I want to ask you, since you've read it and I just read it, uh-huh. did you feel sorry for the monster? Kind of. I feel like you feel more sorry for the monster in the movie. See, think about it. Um, and this I actually that. felt a lot more sorry than I thought I would for Victor. Yeah, because he didn't know what he was doing, but right. that's the same thing with the monster. Like the, he, yeah, that's true. I feel like I mean, the movie... You've seen the original movie, right? Yes. I yes. feel like the movies make him more evil than he appears in the book, at least the Victor, at least in my opinion. Victor's not evil. I mean, he was just following science. Right. But, you know, think about the monster. He's basically a kid. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not been a taught... Kid, yep. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of like he's a monster, obviously, but he reminds me of Lenny a little bit from Of Mice and Men. Yeah, I mean, Lenny That's didn't know what he too. was doing. No, I love that book, yeah. too. And, and at the end of it, when you know, Victor dies, you know, the monster has some regret, yep, you know. But he's yeah. basically a he's basically a big kid. I felt sorry for him. Yeah, I did too. You I know, um, when you think about it that way, yeah. And I do have to it, say, I said they were equal, but I think it's a little better than Dracula. 
See, I told you. Not by much, I mean, but a little better. But it's one of the better classics. Yeah, one I want to read, and this is spinning off. There's something I want to add, though. No, I forget what it was. Have you ever read The Island of Dr. Moreau? I have. How's that? I've always wanted to read that. It's, it's all right. Okay. Um, I, I've also read, like, you know, the, the older ones like that, Catch-22, um... What Lord of the Flies? I really I did love not that like. Book. See, oh, I didn't, didn't like. Write... It. Oh my god, uh, I loved it. Um, you know, it just. I don't know. I may have been like, burnt out on reading whenever yeah. I read it. I, you know, but yeah, I would give that one another chance. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was what it was. But um, oh man, we've talked a pretty good bit about the uh, uh about final the thought, real quick. This will yeah. be it. I read, we read fantasy all year, but do you ever feel like it's more fantasy, like November, December, like the holiday months? For some reason, winter, I feel like reading more fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I usually read whatever I want to read all year long. I do too, but I get like this feeling like I want to watch the Lord of the Rings movies again. I want to do this, do that. Yeah. I can understand that. But yeah, y'all definitely check out those books and, yep. uh, now we're going to move on to, I think, a section that a lot of people enjoy. So we'll be right back. Check out these friends of Knights of the Braille. Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. We talk about fun characters we've created. And give advice about how to make your own quirky characters. Check us out every other week, wherever podcasts are found. The Creature Feature This week we'd go over the knoll. Yes. Um, actually going to bring in a knoll as well as kind of like a more specified knoll. Only okay. because I love the name of it and because today is actually Halloween. We're going to go over a knoll. And are you ready for the other one? I guess. I'm sitting down, so I guess I'm ready. <laughs> hit me, with, hit me knoll, with your best shot, Richard. A knoll flesh gnaw. Ooh, that's fine. Now, doesn't that just sound really, really, like, creepy, really cool? Flesh gnaw sounds like a metal No, gnaw, like, G-N-A-W-E-R, like, gnawing. Gnaw, oh, that sounds like yeah. that still sounds like a metal band. It, it does, you know. Coming up like flesh gnaw. Yeah, opening up for um, gore. You know, we have the no flesh gnar. There's a band I've never gotten into, but that's what gore. Yeah, um, Beavis and Butthead. That it popped into my head. Um, okay. But a knoll, you know what a a hyena is? Yes, like in uh, they sing in um, Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Um. But these are like hyenas that have been corrupted, um, oh. changed by so magic. They were a real creature, then. Do what now? 
like the word no it's not an actual like real life creature mm, yeah well i mean okay. the hyena is but right yeah okay, um, okay. Yeah, but they are corrupted by Yanagu, who we, you know, heard about last week, um, doing the, the Flynn's. Uh, they, they love to do surprise attacks, and one of the things that really got me uh, as I was reading over this is they do not like to leave any survivor behind, which is that pretty That could be awesome. a really cool scene, like you hack the shit out of one of them and like one of the cre- say he's by himself and he goes to run away but he's taking his fellow gnawer that or fellow knoll that lost like all their limbs but he's still taking the carcass the body away because he doesn't want to leave it well that's part of it and you can look at it that way but they're also leaving none of their enemies behind alive either okay you know um so yeah, I can. Yeah. In fact, I had not even thought about the way that you. Oh yeah, you, know, you can do it both ways. Yeah, um, which is really cool that you know we do this because you know everybody has their own like perspective. That's just what it. instantly popped in my head. I'm like, oh, that means and like that, like the is it the navy or whoever the marines? No man left. The behind. marines, yeah, no marine left behind. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the gnolls will fight with like long range attacks, but the the gnawer. Uh, prefers like up close bloody work, if you know what I mean. Like he prefers prefer, the personnel. Yeah, um, <laughs> to bite or with short swords, swords. <laughs> um, but they yes. they prefer like the up up close. Uh, oh, what's wet work? Wet work. I was trying to think of what it was called a while ago, but they they prefer that. And in fact, they will run through battles after stragglers to basically hamstring them you know and and to kill them which uh which i thought was like pretty awesome because they had this thing called like a like a speed rush where whenever they go in to attack um they can move up to 60 feet more and do not provoke opportunity attack so i'm just figuring them picturing them like running as fast as say sonic the hedgehog and just going by like hamstringing the people yeah, kind of like, like Sonic. Sonic meets the Tasmanian Devil. You yes. know, like yep, yep. Um, yeah, that that was my first thought whenever I, I was reading over this, and oh yeah, that's a pretty awesome creature. I'd like to play one of those. You know, it'd be be yeah. really really cool. Um, but they are typically chaotic evil, which I mean, go figure. From kind of have to be. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, though, when it comes to everything else, they are very, very weak. Uh, they have an AC of fourteen. You know, due to studded uh, leather. I mean, you can party beat that will, up. A good party will destroy that. Yeah. I mean, you can beef them up with like different, you know, leather or uh, different armor and everything. You can but, modify it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their HP is an average of twenty-two, which, I mean. A crit, and you can take them out. Mm-hmm. You know they are a challenge rating of one, but you know again you can overwhelm them. It's one of those things that just sound cooler than they are. Yeah. Um. However, they do get three attacks in the turn. They get two bite and two short sword attacks. The uh, bite isn't that will sword? get eh, sword whenever I say it. Um. They get a plus four to their bite and to their short sword attack. Um, 
the bite will get them an average of four piercing damage, and the sword will get them an average of five piercing damage. Yeah, and it's it's and they also get a bonus action here as we're going over this. Um, they get a rampage, and after they reduce it to zero hit points on a melee attack, the mole the uh, knoll can move up to half its speed and makes a bite attack on another creature. That's kind of cool. Oh yes, it's. Like I said, you get an army of those, and it's very, very formidable. You know, um, you can do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. At least, in my opinion, you could. I agree. Welcome to Terminology Tidbits. Terminology, uh, you know, there's different terminology for, you know, different Everything. games out there, but. But Seems these like terminologies that we're going to go over are, you know, something you can use for really any game. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm sure there's a game out there somewhere where it wouldn't work out. But, you know, um, we're going to try to do these over all tabletop games. And this one or inclusive is, here. yeah, sometimes, um, is the letter B. And we're going with background. Jesse, tell us what a background is in your own words. I'm looking at it as the background of a character, like the artifact or the items that you get, uh, what your kind of your archetype is. Like one of the ones is folk hero, like you're a hero from your village. Is that the way you mean background? Yeah, um, it's exactly the way. I you hate know, you... backgrounds, by the way. I never but find it, it in the fit. It, it's the history of your character, but you also given the game master something to work with. I just mean like yeah. the holes you're pigeoned into if you look at like the backgrounds in the handbooks. Yeah. I, I, I don't like where you're coming from. Um I don't mind but, uh, backstory and stuff like that, but that those things I just they never fit me. I feel like yeah, they're, they're kind of interchangeable there because um, you can write into your, you know, backstory and background like to to make them one thing. I think that's uh, really confusing for a lot of people is that they're two different things when they're they're basically basically the, the same thing. At least that's yeah. how I personally yeah. look okay. at it. Well, then, yeah, I'm all for that. I just don't like the actual picking of the background when you create a character kind of thing. Like like you're an outlander or yeah, you're that, a, I don't like that. Yes, yeah. I don't like those. I, I see what you're saying. But they are extremely important and Yeah, I know. You know, um you know, something that we that we all need to do for our characters. Welcome to the physical table with Richard. All right, Jesse. You know, we've uh Started doing this little segment here because, you know, we want to showcase that someone who is visually impaired can, you know, play with a group of sighted people, which is me. Um, had it's a lot me, of fun Richard. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I had a lot I'm of fun this past. Trying to do the past. Mario thing, you see. Yeah, but I told you never, ever do that again, sir. But never, it wasn't my fault. Ever, I didn't start ever, it. Ever, ever, ever. Okay. E- 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 ever. 
Okay, um, got it. But uh, I had a lot of fun this past week. Okay. Uh, we um went to face like the lizard folk people, and you know we're going through the swamp to their little location, and here I am. You know I'm. We're supposed to get rid of them, make them you know move on. However we want to deal with them, we can. So of course my character wants to go in there, hack and slash, chop them uh-huh. up. Yep. Get bones, get victory, get glory. You could roast know. them and eat them. Yes. Um but we had a couple characters that wanted to go the diplomatic route. Oh, Cue the boo fun. sound here. Boo. <laughs> you know. Um so and, and in fact it like split the table. Um I had four people on my side that wanted to go in hack and slash. They had four people on their side that wanted to That's a big you know, party. go the diplomatic route. Yeah. Um you know it, the the game master's really, really good. Uh and so I mean we had to, you know, come to a decision and like, you know, flip a coin, you know, one way or the other. Cause I wasn't budging, nobody on my side was budging. And also you know, I knew that, yeah, yeah, go in there and be diplomatic. As soon as you start talking, all I got to do is say, my cat runs in there and starts hacking. You know, because I always had that okay, backup that I could Jenkins. go in. Oh, yeah. But, but that's I like you. I feel that. like that's you. It is. It is. You know, but I could do that. But if I went in first, there's no way they could try diplomatic. Right. Uh, no. Sure. Sure. Go in. And pretty much I was basically said, Oh, sure. Go in there, talk your head off. And then I started muttering like, and I'll chop their head off. You know? <laughs> but, you know, we, they got it. They did the diplomatic thing, got them to leave in a day. Well, we left. You know, I, I wrestled the alligator just for flavor and fun, beat the crap out of it, you know. As we were leaving and walking back the trail, a crystal apple tree appeared. And everybody else was standing around, oh, oh wow, that's so beautiful, yeah, you know. Like, not you. <laughs> not me. Jesse, tell me what I did, even though you was not there. You either, either tried to eat it or chop it down. Nope, I went and picked one and took a bite. Okay. And um, it, everybody was like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And rolled the dice, and I shot a lightning bolt out of my chest toward the south. Once I did that, I mean, they spent like 10 minutes or so talking about the tree. You know, I just went up there and took a bite. Mm. And after I took that bite, everybody else had to go take bites. You know, it's like... You're a trendsetter then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you You actually roll dice or do you roll... How do you roll dice? With dice. Um, Because the game master likes to see them because there's one player who uh, tries to fudge. Okay. A little bit. Um, Do they just tell you your numbers then, or? Well, um, Clint does. I mean, he sits okay. right there beside me. Okay. Okay. Uh, um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, I, I wanted to get some apples and make some mead out of them, but mm-hmm. uh, they had to go and eat all the apples before I could get a chance to pick anymore. We had a human total party get... kill. Start killing them all. Uh, <laughs> well, it came close because one, um. Player was a human monk. He dropped down to like two feet tall, 
Then he ate some more, and he's now a Goliath that's like eight feet tall. Um, I think Clint's little halfling has turned blue, so everybody's calling him a Smurf. You know, well, we made it back to town, you know, did the whole, like, role-playing thing, and um, this one character said that he was going to go in and do something to this magic shop lady, and she was a level 17, some kind of monk, I can't remember what the game master said, one blow, total total kill, I mean, like, total kill. Why would you ever try to mess with a... Well, he didn't know that she was level 17. I got it. Okay. Yeah, but it is a magic shop. He is a new player. Yeah, well, he is a new player. He will have a new character next time we meet. Yeah. Um, But uh, they were getting ready to do that, and the game master was like, anybody want to do anything? I was like, yep, I'm going to place five gold on Granny, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Of course, everybody else then started betting. I'm like, Jesus. Everybody copies off money. you. I know. I was like, there goes all my money. You now, know. how many of them other than Clint do you know? Um, uh, Megan, who was part of our local group. Okay. And I know one of the other ones. I just don't know him well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. I've gotten to know a couple of the other ones, you know. Is the party there, dynamic so. good? Like, I know sometimes that takes a lot of, takes work. Like, if you're all new people. Yeah. Um, it's really good. There's, That's good. you know, there, there's always one. Yep. Always one. Yep. But hope everybody's enjoyed the, uh, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Again, happy Halloween. Yep. And uh, remember to like, share, and uh, subscribe. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.